I hope you're in the mood for romance because this is a special Valentine's Day edition. Get ready! Hi and welcome to the Money Girl Club. My name is Valerie and in this show we will talk about money and investing without the attitude. The day of love is upon us. Well, I'm recording this beforehand, so if you're listening to this, the day of love has passed. <laughs> But still, I figured let's talk about love. Uh, and more particularly about love and money, to be precise. Uh, because those two don't always mix well. Now, as a, as a money coach, I get a lot of um, experiences from people. And I decided to ask around... Uh, in the, the Valentine's Day spirit, I asked around in my network on social media for some stories and anecdotes um, about how couples handle finance, because that's not always as easy as it sounds. It seems like it should be um, easy and, and uncomplicated and uh, like stuff you don't talk about because we still don't talk that much about money. And yeah. So I thought this was a fitting occasion to discuss finance for couples. So I'm just gonna start with a story of myself, uh, an anecdote that I <laughs> share on occasions, because I now I think it's funny. Back at the time, I didn't really think it was funny, but you'll be the judge of that. Here we go. So I once was in a relationship with a guy who wasn't really into dining out. Uh, so he didn't like spending money on that. Now, I, however, do like eating out. And if you have followed me on my Instagram, you know that I really love food. And in a relationship, it's it's about giving and taking, you know. So I understood and I, I was understanding of the fact that he didn't really like going out for dinner. But then again, I did stuff for him that I didn't really like because that's what you do as a couple. So I said to him that I would like to do that more often because, uh, yeah, I liked it. And but I obviously didn't expect him to pay for everything all the time. So when my birthday was near, I said to him, "You don't need to buy me a present. I don't really need anything. Um, the only thing I want to do is to go out and have dinner because that's what I enjoy most." On my birthday, he surprised me because he didn't tell me where we would go. Uh, and he took me to a really fancy restaurant. Now, I was surprised, but I really appreciated it, of course. So we went in, I was pleasantly surprised. Dinner was good, we had fun, uh, wine was good. Yeah, nice, nice evening. Eventually we leave, and on the way home, I thank him for this dinner, and I said to him, well, that's really cool of you to take me there. He turns his head and says... I'm happy you liked it and you know what, if you just pay me back 80 euros, we're cool. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. I was like, what? 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 what did you just say? The bill was around 300 or something uh, because it was a fancy restaurant and well, I, I know those don't come cheap. But to ask me to pay part of that bill on my birthday... And it was a restaurant that I, I didn't ask for going. He decided to go there. It was his surprise for me. And I was just 
flabbergasted like come on dude <laughs> are you serious but yeah at that point the relationship wasn't um it has already passed it's uh, how do you say that the the peak was behind us <laughs> and not that long after we separated and i didn't even start a discussion i just paid the money it wasn't worthwhile <laughs> So I posted this anecdote, this story on social media and I got a lot of reactions. Oh, you did not disappoint. Uh, awesome. Everything that I'm going to share here, of course, is completely anonymous. I'm not going to share them all, uh, but I'm going to share a selection of them. Yeah, I think they're really cool. I'm just going to read them out loud and I hope you enjoy them. This is one that says, I just moved in with my ex. And we went to the supermarket together for the first time. He bought some expensive alcohol. Now, I don't drink, so I made sense. it made sense that he paid for it. I was standing next to him when he paid at the till. And in the car, he asked if I had seen his secret code. To which I jokingly said, yeah, you better change it. The next day, he asked if I could pick up his card from the bank. Because the machine swallowed it after unsuccessfully trying to change his secret code. <laughs> well, yeah, there's some trust issues here. <laughs> you can see that this guy probably had um, a negative experience in the past and um, wasn't really ready to trust his uh, partner, which is sad. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. My ex made real good money and was sure of a large inheritance in the future. But when we lived together, I had to report daily how many 9-cent coffees I had taken from the machine at work and whether or not I had bought a magazine that day. This all had to be inserted in an Excel sheet to keep track of our expenses. So here we have some control issues, I guess, because um, I am in favor of tracking your expenses when times are rough and when you are not really sure where your money is going. But this is a pretty extreme case, so I wouldn't recommend that. The next one is a positive anecdote. This is someone who's talking about their grandparents. At my grandparents' house, it was my grandma who was in charge of the money management. They both lived on one pension only, and they had to be careful with their money. Every week, our grandpa would go to his hobby where he would have a drink that he paid for with the allowance he got from my grandma. When we asked him if he didn't mind that he couldn't just spend whatever he wanted, he said, your grandma keeps track of what we can spend perfectly. Each year, we have money left to buy you a Christmas present or a birthday present, so that means that she's doing a good job. Grandpa even saved some money from his allowance to give Grandma her favorite calendar as a birthday gift. And I always thought it was so beautiful how they had this mutual trust and love. I really like this story. This is a very beautiful story. It's, it's beautiful how uh, even with uh, a low amount of money they were able to get by and still trust in each other. I think that's the main takeaway here that you have to trust in each other and, and work together as a couple. The next one is a bit less positive. I had just started working and I had an object that I wanted to sell. My ex said that he would take care of this for me and he got 80 euro for it. And that was quite a lot of money at the time. The week after I stopped by his place and he had already spent the money. 
I knew he had some financial issues, but spending my money, wow, I was really angry at him for that. Yeah, I totally understand that she was angry at him for that because spending someone else's money, that's really a lack of uh, respect. So I, I can imagine that you feel betrayed. The next one is another positive story. Really sweet. She says, everything belongs to us too. We have a communal checking and savings account and two separate accounts to which we transfer some money each month, for example, to buy each other presents. Yeah, I think that's really cool because you do uh, want to have a joint account because um, you have to pay for communal stuff, but it's still nice to have your own separate account and to be able to surprise one another with something that the other didn't see coming. The next one is also a very positive story and it goes like this. A couple of years ago, me and my ex separated. We owned a house together and I really wanted to keep on living there, so I bought this share I bought his share from him. At the same time my dog fell seriously ill, my car broke down, and I was left with a killer loan that I actually could not afford by myself. I literally had 10 euros at the end of the month and I had to consider what food I could or couldn't buy. Then I met my current husband. He quickly became aware of my financial situation and he set up a financial plan with me. He supported me to get out of this situation and two years later I was completely debt free. Now we have a nice house together and we have financial security. While I'm typing this I don't think my husband realizes what he did for me back then and I'm planning on telling him tonight so uh, he can realize how grateful I am. I think this is lovely. This is a lovely story and it shows that um, as a couple you can join forces and if you, if you truly trust and love each other, you can make it out of any bad situation. The next one uh, is a negative story and wow, it, it really impressed me, <laughs> uh, both in a positive way because of how this particular woman handled it, but in a negative way too uh, because of how this guy acted. I'll just get started. My ex struggled with the fact that I was an entrepreneur and worked many hours. I only just started my business a couple of months ago. After lots of fights, we grew distant and he ended up starting a relationship with my then best friend. So our marriage was over. But we owned a house together that we bought following a certain arrangement which meant that we had to live there for at least five years. At that point we were only at three. So he left, refused to move his address, he stopped paying for the mortgage and he didn't care one bit. So I took matters into my own hands, I negotiated a lower fine for leaving the house early, I also negotiated a lower fee at the real estate agent sold the house and paid for everything myself. Now I am successful and I earn more than double than the money that we made together as a couple. Wow, I think this is really powerful and kudos to you for handling this situation the way you did because that must have been pretty hard being cheated on and then as a bonus being thrown in a bad financial situation. Wow, good on you. The next one is also an anecdote that left me <laughs> a bit shook. Here goes. My ex, 
my partner at the time, had organized a surprise party for my birthday. And, I, and he had invited no less than 15 people, all friends and family. It was a weeknight. There was an elaborate five-course menu with assorted wines. And at the end of the night, he handed the bill to me. Wow, the nerve. <laughs> to throw a surprise party for your partner and then just hand over the bill. Wow. Then I also received a story from um, someone who, who wanted to tell me about a relationship that she had when she was still in college. And she was dating someone who was older. So he was working already. He had a job. And he wanted to, to do things like going on a trip, going out to a restaurant, things that he could afford, but she couldn't. To which he would always say, that's not a problem, I'll pay for you and you can just pay me back whenever you have a paycheck. And she said, okay, that's fine, I want to do those things too. And um, yeah, that's a good idea, I'll pay you back when, when I have a job and I am earning my own salary. Um, of course, at the time... She was really in love and she didn't think that the relationship would ever end. But then while she was in college, she grew as a person. Uh, she, she went through some personal development and he wasn't very happy in, with the situation he was in at his job. He felt stuck. So they grew distant. And then he noticed that this was happening and he tried to bind her to him by using money. So he would start convincing her to buy things that she couldn't afford and he would always add it to to the bill that she had outstanding with him that bill that would be uh, paid for when she had a job of her own so things got worse and worse and eventually they did broke up and she was left with a bill to pay because all of the things that he convinced her to buy were still waiting there. She she had them and he said, okay, it's time to pay me back now. And I'm, I can only imagine how difficult that must have been to, to break loose out of a situation like that. And she asked for help from her family and they paid for the bill so that she could start fresh. Wow, lesson learned and she told me that she's in a happy relationship right now, so I'm very happy for her. I thought it was sad to hear, but I know from experience, my own experience and other people's experience, that uh, this happens all the time. People use money to influence other people, to manipulate them. And uh, yeah, it's definitely something to be aware of and to look out for. So these stories are a selection of all of the reactions that I got and um, I thought they were really nice to share. A good mix of negative and positive. I hope you enjoyed them. But I want to end this episode with a couple of tips that you can apply to your financial situation as a couple. I have five tips for you. The first one is this. You need to start with yourself. Before anything, you need to get clear uh, on how you think about money. Do you like saving? Uh, do you like spending? Maybe you are into investing. You need to be aware of your own priorities and the way uh, you think about money because most of us are not uh, consciously thinking about money mindset. And yeah, I think this is a great starting point. So start with yourself. 
My second tip is don't wait too long to discuss money with your partner. I think money mindset and, and money management are such important topics and they are as important as finding out if your partner uh, wants to ever get married or have kids. Because guess what? If you are ever going to marry your partner or, or have kids with them, you will need to discuss money on either of those occasions. So don't wait too long. I know in the beginning when you just get to know each other, you're in love and you want to do the fun stuff only, but please protect yourself. And yeah, I'm not saying that you should mention it on the first date, but don't wait too long. Find out where they are at and what their mindset is about and try to pick up red flags. <laughs> I know it's not easy. You will, you will not always succeed, but beware of red flags. My third tip is be honest about your finances. If you are in a bad place financially, if you have debt, please do not keep that secret from your partner. You are in a relationship, you're not by yourself. You are two different people and they deserve to know the truth um, because it can have very grave consequences if you don't tell your partner about debt or problems that you may have. The fourth tip is you need to find middle ground if you have a different mindset. So having a different money mindset isn't necessarily bad, uh, but you need to make a compromise. You do that by listening to each other, um, by being honest about your money mindset and by being open to the difference that you may have. If your partner has a different mindset, try to discuss that try to find out why that is. Maybe they had a different upbringing than you did, than you had, um, and it's worth discussing, but that doesn't mean you cannot find that middle ground. My fifth and last tip is think of yourself as a team. You are not competitors. You are equal. You're in this relationship together and you need to work together because that way you will be stronger. Do not keep count, do not keep score, because no one will win if you're doing that. All right, I'm gonna round this up here. So whatever system of financial management you choose to uh, operate on as a couple is completely up to you. Whatever works best, the most important thing is that you keep communicating, keep an open mind, and <laughs> spot the red flags if you can. All right, I really enjoyed this Valentine's Day special and I hope you did too. Next week, I will talk about the stock market products as promised. I planned it this week, but I couldn't resist doing this special edition. Okay, see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Girl Club. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. See you next week.